Welcome, everybody, to the RV Podcast. This is episode number 430. And it's RV show season. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wendlin, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And we welcome you to another episode of the RV Podcast. This one coming to you from the beautiful snow-covered Tequamanon Falls State Park in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. One of our dog Bo's favorite places to be. And I got to tell you, sitting in this studio, sitting in our warm, cozy fifth wheel, looking out the window... And all the snow stuck to the trees, and it's just absolutely beautiful. I think we need to keep this studio. Yeah. With a fireplace right behind us. You know, everybody, uh, when we do these stories, they all say, uh, oh, I hate this. Not everybody, not all, but we get all these comments. Oh, Bert, it's too cold for me. I hate snow. And, you know, that's true, but a lot of us love it. <laughs> and uh, as we say in the video that we'll be releasing Saturday that shows you some of the beauty of the woods in the wintertime, um, uh, as long as we're able to, we're going to make uh, the um, uh, winter camp out that we do every year up here uh, part of our RV lifestyle. We certainly are. Bo, is, Bo votes for that. Yep. Um, he's a little tired right now because we just took him, came back from uh, the Lake Superior shoreline where he's been running up and down in the ice and snow. <laughs> Uh, we have 32 people here. This we year. do. And uh, Bo thinks everybody knows his name. And they do. <laughs> they do. Uh, I'm wearing my official Stormy Cromer hat. Uh, this is the official hat of the UP. It's actually a very stylish hat now. It comes in all sorts of different colors. This is my dress black hat. <laughs> Uh, the, as Jennifer said, we bought the fifth wheel up here. First time we've ever brought the fifth wheel uh, to the Upper Peninsula in the wintertime. And it was quite an adventure coming up here. It was a real adventure driving over the bridge. It got uh, icy, slippery, foggy, rain, freezing rain, snow. What, about an hour south of the bridge? About an hour, yeah, we had rain driving up and then about a, an hour south of the Big Mac Bridge that divides the upper and lower peninsula of Michigan. The snow turned to ice. And that lasted about 10, 15 miles. And then it turned to snow. I'm sorry, the rain turned to ice. And then it turned to snow. And when we crossed the bridge, there was a high wind warning. We were a little apprehensive about pulling the 32 and a half foot fifth wheel across Mackinac Bridge. We did so. The snow was coming down and the wind was so, the snow was going sideways. And then uh, it was, it was a, uh, the snow covered and slippery all the way from the St. Ignace side, the uh, where you cross over into the Upper Peninsula, all the way to Tequamanon Falls here. But we made it. We made it. <laughs> no, it was very easy. I was quite surprised. Well, snow, ice, wind doesn't bother you at all. I probably would have been white knuckles. But, uh... but after a weekend up here in the uh, woods, uh, we are about to hit the road, and we are headed to... Tampa, Florida. And the big Tampa RV Super Show, the Florida Super Show. Uh, yes, we are going after all. Uh, and uh, people are going to ask, are we going to do a meetup? Should we do one in the pavilion again? If we're allowed to. Yes, we to. can. We, if we're having lunch or something there and people come up and say hi, they aren't going to get mad yeah. at that. So when should we have lunch at the pavilion? I think Thursday afternoon, maybe? You're, I'll let you be the scheduler. How about 
1 p.m. Thursday afternoon. For those of you going to the Tampa RV show, we will be in the pavilion area having lunch and just hanging out around a table. 1 right. p.m. Thursday. You can come and yeah, say hi to us. Whoever wants to have lunch, join yeah. us at the pavilion. Uh, meet and greet. It. And you'll see us at the show. And uh, by all means, say hi. We look forward to, we always look forward to meeting people. Uh, in the News of the Week segment, in a little bit, we got some news of some of one of the big stories everybody's looking forward to at the show, uh, an EV, an electronic vehicle RV. We started to see them last year, and now mm -hmm. we're going to see one in a Class B type uh, van setting. So that's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, we're pretty excited about going to Tampa, and um, it's going to be a, a long, a fast turnaround from the Upper Peninsula to Tampa. But we've done it now for how many years? I don't know. <laughs> this is the 11th year at the Tampa show. Oh, boy. I think. Yeah. All right. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk about RV shows because the Tampa RV show is not the only one. We just did a count. There's something like 35 RV shows around the country over the next uh, two weekends. And uh, we're going to talk about RV show season, why it's important to you as a consumer. And if you've never been to a show, or even if you have, how you can make your uh, time count at the show, how to see what you want to see and make sure that you don't say, oh, we forgot to see that. Some tips on uh, how to navigate RV shows when we come back after this. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds and competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. It was for Jen and me. We bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee, in an incredible collection of mountaintop RV properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. These are 5 to 62-acre properties that allow RVs year-round, starting at $79,900. And we loved it. The scenery is breathtaking, and you can own it outright. It's not a timeshare. It's your property, your way. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high-speed internet. And it's so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. Ready whenever you want. And they're selling these properties by appointment. 5 to 62 acres, $79,900. Financing, big discounts available on multi-lot packages. For information, visit MyRVLand.com. MyRVLand.com. Welcome back, everybody. Time now for the interview of the week and the topic of the week uh, in this episode, RV show season. It it's, is underway. It is just great. What we got coming up immediately, of course, is Tampa and Quartzsite. Quartzsite, Arizona. Uh, 150,000 people, most of them boondocking in the desert around this little tiny town of Quartzsite, Arizona, near the California border. Uh, that lasts until the 29th of the month, and they build that around this big uh, rock and mineral show and the big tent. It's a big RV event. And then, of course, the premiere of the RV shows, uh, manufacturer shows, is the Florida RV Super Show, which gets underway next week in Tampa, Florida. And that's where we're underway. But that's just, those are just two of like 35 that we know of in just the next couple of weeks. Yeah, isn't it great? Because you remember a couple of years ago when there weren't any, and now we've got I've got a list. I got two pages here. It looks like there's about 35 of them on this sheet. All these different shows. So you should be able to catch one or two. I mean, there's the RV uh, boat show in Columbus, Ohio. There's the Oklahoma City show. There's Boston. I'm just looking. Tacoma, Kansas City, Chicago, Nashville, 
Dayton, Louisville, uh, Atlanta, uh, the Detroit RV show, all these are coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, the big run, of course, is Tampa. Mm -hmm. uh, Tampa is a, a huge show. Right next to Hershey, Pennsylvania, it's always a toss-up. Which one is the larger? What do you, which one? Do you, we go to eight, all of them. So what do you think? They what? are two totally different shows. The atmosphere, the being there. You know, because uh, there's a lot of, uh, like, circus acts, a lot of entertainment at the Tampa show. And uh, they just feel different. They're two different animals. Well, for one thing, you know, it's uh, they're both outside shows. Mm -hmm. But there's something about being in Florida in January and having the temperature in the 70s and blue skies, which has been most of the years we've gone. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it gets a little cool. Yeah, but... but uh, uh, and, Tampa in January is but, pretty hard to beat. And maybe we like Tampa so much because we're coming from the UP where we've been cold and shivering for a few days on our winter camp out. So we <laughs> go straight from here to there. But it is a really great show. And our guest on the podcast this week is Dave Kelly. Dave is the executive director, executive director of the Florida RV Travel Association. And they are the sponsors and the organizers of the Florida RV Super Show. And uh, we uh, asked Dave to come on and give us some hints about what do you, how do you, how do you manage your time at an RV show? Now he's talking about the Tampa show, which is highly, highly on his mind these days. But it, the tips apply to any RV show that you uh, are going to attend. What are some of the things that you should do? We'll start off with Dave, and then we'll uh, offer a few suggestions of our own. So, without any further ado, Dave Kelly from the Florida RV Trade Association. Well, Dave Kelly joins us right now. Hey, Dave, you're going to hey, have Mike, a busy. You? You're going to have a busy week with this show. <laughs> yeah, it's, excuse me, I get a little choked up. It's it's uh, it's that time of year for us to to uh, get the show going again. Yeah, uh, always a highlight in the uh, RV industry. It is uh, kind of the uh, the bellwether of how the year is going to look. Uh, just a quick recap: How is this show compared to others? We're back to fairly normal now, and after the uh, pandemic, uh, uh, everybody's uh, smiles down there in Florida. Yeah, all of the dealers are excited about the show. Uh, manufacturers have bought a record amount of space this year. Um, so, um, you know, what people need to understand, Mike, is that this is a manufacturer show. So. All of the RVs that are on display come directly from the manufacturers, which means we have everything from the smallest RV on the market all the way up to the two, three, four million dollar uh, buses. So um, everything in between. And it's nice because there's an RV for everybody, every lifestyle, every uh, every hobby or whatever it is, however you're going to use it. So, uh, yeah, we're excited about kicking off. This is the 38th annual Super Show. Well, that's amazing how uh, fast time flies. I know this is, I think, our 11th that we will have attended, and it's always a highlight. Uh, for people who are going to the show, and really uh, for people going to any RV show, uh, give us a, a sense of how they should budget their time. Over and over, we hear from people that, man, it was so busy. I only saw a part of what I wanted to see. How can they get the most out of their time when they go to an RV show? Well, for this show particularly, Mike, we're, we have an interactive map that they can either download onto their mobile device or go to on their computer on our website. And um, it'll show you every single display, uh, where they're located. Uh, so you can kind of plan your day as to, as to what you want to see. Now, if there's something specific that you want to see, a certain manufacturer, um, 
I would I would go to that first because it's easy, very easy to get distracted at a show like this because there's so many displays uh, and they are grouped by manufacturer. So that does make it a little bit easier if you wanted to see one one manufacturer in particular. But um, we do also do a two day ticket. So it's it's fifteen dollars for adults. It's two dollars off online if you buy a ticket online, but you get a two day ticket so you can come on Wednesday and come back on Friday or over the weekend. So um, we that way people don't have to feel like they have to rush through the show to see everything. They can come back another day uh, and catch the things that they missed the first day. Now, of course, this is such a big area. Uh, for those never who've never been to the Tampa RV show, how big uh, is that uh, Florida State Fairgrounds that uh, that is the site of the show? Yeah, we we highly recommend wearing your your best walking shoes <laughs> because it is quite spread out. I mean, it is the we use uh, other than the horse uh, pavilion area, we use uh, just about every bit of the Florida State Fairgrounds. So. Uh, you know, I would recommend also coming in early and, um, you know, plenty of places to eat and plenty of places to sit down and rest. So, um, you know, plan on spending the whole day with us. I know, uh, I think it was last year I counted on uh, the opening day of the public show. I walked, I had a step counter on my watch and I walked seven miles uh, <laughs> as, and that was just going back and forth and around. So it's now there are a lot of people who for, for any RV show, I know you guys put on other shows besides this during the year uh, in Florida and mm-hmm. uh, our folks uh, who can't go to Tampa, but for any RV show they get, um, how do you suggest they research that? Uh, RV show has a website, but I mean, when yeah. do they start uh, drawing up that plan and uh, just some insider tips? Yeah, right now, if they go to our website, which is frvta.org, it stands for Florida RV Trade Association. Go to our website. All of the shows are listed right there under RV shows. Um, and, and all of the shows would have a, uh, a, a show layout, uh, what dealers are going to be on display, who the exhibiting um, suppliers and, and, uh, and accessory items. So um, every, like I say, every show has a website and, a, and the layout is already up on the online. So I would highly recommend visiting our website for, for the other shows. Now, the other shows are dealer shows, so they're not as large as this show, of course, in Tampa. But um, they still have a, a, a lot of the uh, same product on display. And, and the difference between a manufacturer show and a dealer show is that the dealer show tends to be just the lines that that one or two particular dealers that are sponsoring the show have. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, we are, we call them regional shows uh, for the for the local dealers. So from from the Tampa Super Show, we go down to Fort Myers. And we do a show for the dealers in the Fort Myers area. And like you said, those products represented by those dealers will be on display. But a lot of our booth exhibitors and and, uh, accessory item uh, exhibitors also go to these shows. So you'll see some of those same guys at at some of the regional shows. Well, we'll put a link to your website. And then we list every RV show in the country by month on uh, RVLifestyle.com. And we'll put a link to that so folks can, can plan. But 
Um, research early, you, you, you shouldn't just show up and expect to see the best of the show without doing a little uh, research to find out what and where everything is. Is that that's the take? Well, it, you know, like I said, it depends, Mike. I mean, if someone's saying I, I want to see a specific manufacturer, I would suggest going there first thing when you get to the show. If if you're there, you know, a lot of a lot of first time buyers come to the show, and 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 we recommend shows because. Some people are a little hesitant to walk onto a dealer's lot and say, look, I, I don't know what's going on. Explain the whole RV lifestyle to me. We recommend RV shows because it's a great place to get all your questions answered in a, in a very low pressure environment. Um, spend time and talk to some of the other people that are at the show. Uh, RVers are, the, as you know, the nicest people, friendliest people you'll ever want to meet. When you're sitting down to have lunch, uh, grab a sandwich, a hot dog, uh, a corn dog, whatever, and sit down and talk to the people. Uh, you, you'll learn so much more than you would by by going on to a dealer's lot. I can guarantee you that. Uh, one question is, uh, can people actually buy an RV at the show and can they can they trade in an old one? How, how does that work? At a, at yeah, a yeah. Show? You know, we, we definitely will will be taking uh, writing up uh, orders at the show. And uh, if you bring your RV, the, the dealers will come out and, and give you a, an appraisal on on your on your RV for trade. So, um, yeah, absolutely. They, we will do be do be, uh, be doing business at the show. That's awesome. And some people are actually staying on the fairgrounds, but I suppose that's pretty filled up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year, and that's why we're anticipating a big show, Mike, because our rally sold out over 800 spaces in 10 days. Um, now, there were, they can still do some dry camping through the fairgrounds in their parking lot, but we don't control that lot. You have to make your reservations through the state fairgrounds uh, website. But there is some. I, I believe there is some some camping still available. And the rallies are from the different manufacturers and the interest groups who all come to the show and they camp together and sold out in 10 days. That's amazing. Yeah. And they have a great time. We do evening entertainment three of the nights. We do coffee and donuts for them in the mornings. So uh, they have they have a great time coming to the show. I suppose I could get an RV lifestyle rally going next year, maybe. Why not? I, I don't know. I, just, I never thought of that before. I think maybe yeah. that's what we'll try. Well, Dave Kelly, thank you for giving us a quick overview. We look forward to, to the show as we do every year. And I know uh, so many of our followers do as well. And uh, we'll see you wearing our uh, running shoes so we can carry some, get, get some ground up there. <laughs> well, have safe travels, Mike, and we'll see you, uh, see you at the show. All right. Thanks, Dave Kelly, for making time. He's a very busy man. I know. <laughs> I was happy that we got to get him to talk to yeah, us. He gave some great tips. But no matter what RV show uh, that you go to, like anything else, you want to give some uh, some attention and some pre-planning. So we put together just a, uh, at the top of our heads a few suggestions from all the different RV shows that may help you. So what okay. do you think? Bring... A pen and a notepad. And and really, maybe even a marker, because you're going to get one of those little maps from them, mm -hmm. and that makes it easier to circle stuff. Yeah, know the layout of where you're going. you got to do your homework ahead of time. And which implies, too, that you should arrive as early as you can. Uh, the shows normally open at uh, 9.30, 10 a.m., most RV shows. And particularly if you're going to be there the first day, which is when you find the best deals, believe it or not, uh, or people more anxious to, they're always anxious to deal at a show, but first day you can really get first pick and that's the best shopping, I think. Get early, arrive mm -hmm. early. 
Yeah. And uh, give yourself breaks. Make sure you put that time in there so you don't absolutely collapse. I think a good idea is uh, plan your activities the night before. I mean, if you're only there for a day, you don't want to miss anything. So write down the for sure the RVs that you want to see. Uh, if you can stay a couple of days, and most of the many of the shows are big enough that you really do need two days to see them all. Mm -hmm. um, you know, plan. Okay, here's here's everything we want to see. We want to do this half today and this half the next day. So I think that's important. And your food. Plan your meals. Oh yeah. Sometimes the food is. If you have dietary needs, it's going to be hard to find what you need. So you might want to figure out if you you know going back to your car or your RV and and eating there. And don't overschedule, you know, pace yourself. Well, right along with that comes one thing you should schedule are some breaks. You know, uh, give yourself time uh, to sit around, find a park bench or a bench in the show and uh, just sit, review some of the literature that you, you've gotten and think about what you saw and debrief each other. <laughs> you know, that's a good one. And enter all those drawings, you know, for free stuff. Oh, Put your yeah. name in there. Maybe you'll win something. You know, if if there's two of you going and you only have a limited amount of time, something you might want to do is divide and conquer. And I like to take pictures. When I'm going through all these RVs and everything, if I see something I like, you know, the price and a couple pictures. Yeah. That, kind of, that helps me. And um, don't buy the first thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, whether it is accessories, they all have vendors. Lots of vendors where they have all these cool gadgets and gizmos for your RV. Um, you know, don't buy the first thing because chances are other people are selling it. And if you're shopping for an RV, um, you know, say you'll be back. I'll be back to take a look, but I want to look at a couple of your competitors. That will tell that salesperson that you're a serious buyer and a shopper. And if you come back, he's, I think, or she is going to be, in, you know, more inclined to give you a better price. And do not be pressured. Don't let them push you into something and, you know, you're not ready. Last tip, um, wear comfortable shoes. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about fashion. Be comfortable. I, uh, at Tampa, we average a little over five miles every day. And that's just, uh, you know, covering the show, walking to the various parts. These shows are spread out. Uh, even the ones in the big arenas, you know, you, you'll be amazed at the amount of territory you'll cover. So be comfortable. Anyway, uh, there are RV shows, of course, every month of the year, and we are very proud at RVLifestyle.com, our website. Uh, we have a, probably the most comprehensive list of RV shows you'll find anywhere. It's all divided by month, and uh, we will put links in the show notes for this episode so you can see the shows coming up. Uh, we put a show schedule every Monday when we send out our weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to. Um, and you can find out the shows and all that stuff at rvlifestyle.com. All right. That was uh, fun from Dave and some tips. And I can't wait to get to Tampa. We'll be back after this. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free, and battleborne batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. 
and it'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. One of the most exciting developments for RVs is happening out west in Arizona. Western Land and Ranches is selling five-acre high-elevation ranches just off the famous Route 66, the birthplace of the American road trip. Prices start at only $39,900, and these are beautiful, secluded tracts of land surrounded by majestic mountain ranges with sweeping valley views. The high elevation is a unique microclimate as well, giving you cooler temperatures, green grasses, and tree cover, making it unique for desert property. The community is in the center of it all, close to the best of the West, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, the Colorado River, Flagstaff, Sedona, and Historic Williams. If you're tired of crowded RV parks and paying high fees for sites, well, ownership might be right for you. This incredible collection of mountaintop properties called Greenwood Ranches hit the market and it's selling out fast. There is no HOA. You can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or just RV. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership. Visit the website to get details and set up a showing, ArizonaRVLand.net. That's ArizonaRVLand.net. Welcome back to the News of the Week. And Mike, what's the first story? Well, the first story, and it's making a lot of news, is that um, the RV industry is really being looked at as an early indicator of what appears to be an economic true recession that is about to befall the United States. Uh, the industry is watched very carefully, and the reason why is because what happens with manufacturing and employment and sales has traditionally been a first sign that the U.S. economy is tumbling into a full-out recession. And USA Today had a big story this past week that the signs, uh, and they pointed to the RV uh, industry as an example, are not good. Uh, for four decades, um, we have seen uh, significant declines in RV shipments, followed by a recession. So when the RV Industry Association uh, reported manufacturing numbers this past November to be the second lowest since 2016, uh, at least one economist was saying that this shows that uh, 2023 will likely usher in a full-blown recession. And that's not good news. The reason they looked to the RV industry, and in particular Elkhart, Indiana, where 80% of all of the RVs uh, that are sold are made is that um, RVs are expensive, they're typically financed, and during a recession, it's one of the first things people stop buying. So since the feds have now raised the interest rates about four percentage points in the last year, and they're expected to raise them even more this year, the cost of borrowing money has gone up, and uh, this is uh, being reflected now in RV sales. There is a glimmer of hope, and that glimmer of hope is the unemployment statistics in Elkhart, Indiana, are still um, uh, low. They're 2.8%, and while that's, can you believe it, that's actually up a little bit, 
that's an extremely low number. And um, the experts say that shows that RV companies are not massively laying off employees yet. So hopefully that won't happen. But the RV industry is certainly a bellwether for the economy and all the signs, at least USA Today says, now point because of that slowdown in the RV industry to a national recession. It's important stuff. All right, now we'll move on to the second story. Uh, federal officials were forced to close Dry Tortuga National Park last week after 427 people fleeing Cuban fishing boats moved into Fort Jefferson, leaving their clothes to dry on trees in the sun. The migrants arrived over several days and federal officials said it was unprecedented to have so many land at once, which is why the national park had to be closed. Federal officials brought the uh, migrant food, water, and medical care before handing them over to the Department of Homeland Security. The national park is located 70 miles west of Key West and can only be accessed by boat or by Plane. It's a beautiful national mm -hmm. park, and if you're in Key West, it's well worth uh, visiting. Out in California, they're still reeling from uh, a series of storms uh, that uh, really devastated a lot of state parks and some of the national uh, park sites. They've been closed to campers and visitors uh, since the weekend, and even as we prepare this report, 46 state parks were still completely closed in California. Another 49 had partial closures because of significant damage caused by um, really some unusual storms that hit California last week. Uh, fallen trees, uh, collapsed piers, power outages, landslides, flooding, just part of a long list of um, issues that officials had to address before those parks and campgrounds in California can be reopened. Now on to the next story. If you're going to go to the uh, Tampa RV Super Show and you're interested in electric camper vans and you want to check out the Winnebago's all-electric camper van reveal, just sign up for a test drive. Can you believe that? You get to do that. Winnebago announced its plan to unveil its second concept camper van built on the new Ford e-Transit last week and that caught our eye and our attention as it was announced that people can sign up for a test drive. Last year at the Tampa show, Winnebago un unveiled its first electric camper van, the concept vehicle, with special battery pack and up to 125 miles of range. How the second camper van, called the ERV2, will differ, we're not quite sure about that, but the reveal is happening January 18th, and it's going to be there to share and we're going to be there to share what we learn. Yeah. Um, the sharing is like, they, you can sign up, I think, for a 15-minute test drive. They're, they've got a, rented some space over at, a, uh, I think, a, uh, uh, a motorcycle dealer not far from the fairgrounds where the show is. Uh, I looked, and almost of all of the spots had been already taken. But still, uh, a lot of this is gimmicky because, you know, the one they interviewed last year, there's no sign of that coming to market. And I would imagine it's the same with this, except there have been some great technology improvements. So we're going to be very curious to see whether this is just a PR stunt or whether this is really something that, that consumers are going to be able to use sometimes. So I think people are going to be really excited and want to sign up for this to be able to say, we did that. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to love riding it. And mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, it's a Harley-Davidson dealer is where you get to ride the uh, ERV uh, if you can get a time spot from Winnebago. 
Uh, one last story, and this is uh, uh, kind of fun if you are into dark skies out at Death Valley National Park. Can you imagine the dark skies out mm, there? Sounds uh, good. It, it's one of our favorite things to look at the dark sky at night. And uh, uh, that's why um, this, this cool event, if we could get out there, I'd love to do it. It's the Dark Sky Festival, uh, Death Valley, California, Nevada. Uh, it is said to be one of the best dark sky parks anywhere in the country. And uh, they will be doing this uh, during uh, February. So get out there if you're anywhere near and you'll have a great time and uh, tell us all about it. Because I don't think we can get out there this February, but uh, maybe the next time. All right, we're back with your questions of the week coming up right after this. When we're in a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Now it's time for the RV questions of the week. And the first one is from Dave and Cindy. And I think it's something that we're all going to relate to. Cindy and Dave ask, really enjoy all the valuable info and knowledge you share with us RVers. An issue that really frustrates us that I haven't seen addressed is the difficulty we have making online camping reservations especially here in, in Colorado. Most of the states and national parks, as well as the National Forest campgrounds, open up for online reservations at 8 a.m. six months prior. Last summer, we tried many times for some of the more popular areas at exactly 8 a.m. on that first day of availability. And all sites were taken within seconds. Is there a trick? or a strategy to the system, would appreciate any advice or experience you can offer. Ever since COVID, that's a question that we all can relate to, but I think we've got a couple suggestions for you. We've got a couple of websites you can try, um, and um, you know it's still iffy if you can get what you want, but one site I really like is uh, uh, campgroundviews.com. Uh, they've gone through and they have 360 degree tours of many, many parks, and you can make an instant reservation right from that site. So you don't have to make about five different phone calls, be put on hold or go through all these different operators. It's just, you can make it right online, campgroundviews.com. It's very helpful. And then if you are trying to book a reservation at a site that has been sold out, there's a service called Camp Nab, Camp nab.com uh, they charge you a fee but they'll do the work for you what they'll do is search for cancellations and uh, if they find a cancellation they'll book that for you or let you know that you can call right then and get it uh, I've had people tell me that that's been very helpful for them when they had only a, a limited days that they could they could get their RV out and use it and that that's helped them uh, try it yourself see what you think campnab.com um, 
short of that, you have to be uh, practicing a lot of patience. We had people at our campfire here at our winter camp out talking about that this week and how, you know, when they open the sites, you have to be ready at, if it's eight o'clock, you got to be ready at 7.59 to hit that button. It's close to eight, so it'll ring and you can make that. But many times they are sold off um, and it's a frustration many of us have. I think that's another reason why so many people are buying RV property. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do, because then you can, uh, you know, you always have a spot. So um, best of luck. I think we're all going to keep still needing patience this year to find the exact spots, but hopefully those two sites will help. Okay. Now we've got another question from Brad, who's going to go full time. And Brad has one need that many full timers and uh, even people who are able to work remotely and want to sneak away a little bit, they all have that same need reliable internet. And this question comes from Brad. I'll be retiring this spring and going full-time RVing. I have a 32-foot long fifth wheel and I'm planning on going to Arizona by way of Maine. No rush. I am an avid television watcher. The History Channel, the Discovery Channel, programs like that. So the internet is important to me. I'm trying to decide what kind of equipment I want to satisfy these needs and would really appreciate your insight. That was a good question, Brad. And as we said, you're not alone. Everybody wants to make sure they have that reliable communication. And of course, one thing that you can go to is the Starlink satellite connection. Yep. Uh, Elon Musk's Starlink network, uh, constellation of Starlink satellites keeps growing. Starlink, uh, if you are traveling west of the Mississippi, Mississippi and you are using their RV plan, it is extremely efficient. East of the Mississippi, almost all of those areas are oversubscribed and you'll find the speeds somewhat slowed and not as fast as you would like. Um, but not knowing your route completely and how you plan to do all of your RV, uh, many RVers find that Starlink, if they're going to be particularly boondocking and out west, that's a great system to have. Uh, there are a couple of other systems, there's lots of systems. The MiFi card from Verizon or one of the, I forget what AT&T calls there, same thing, a little tiny hotspot. Those work for many people, um, but you'll often exceed your data use on those if you're going to do a lot of streaming. So. Uh, for really solid, if you're going to be traveling a lot, uh, you want to really upgrade your internet. Cellular service has two services. In fact, I'm testing both of them out right now. And uh, one is called Nomad Internet. We've talked about Nomad before. They've been around a few years. They've grown. They've become, I think, one of the largest wireless providers for rural areas in the country. They've just introduced uh, a couple of new, absolutely fabulous modems for, uh, for uh, wireless connectivity. Uh, lots of technology advances that lead the pack. Uh, I have just put one in here and uh, in the fifth wheel, and we've tried it this week. It's been performing very well. You get, I think, 300 uh, gigabytes of data on that, which is a lot of data. And it's all unthrottled, and uh, you can use it as often as you want. Very good speeds. Sometimes I've seen speeds almost as good as, as cable. And then the other service that uh, we're testing out is called Internet on the Go. And we will put links to both of these in the website. You can follow it out uh, there. Uh, again, that's a cellular service. Uh, I Their data caps are a little less, I think. 
but it's it's been performing very reliably. And even up here in the woods at Tequilonon Falls, uh, where there's one cell signal and it's sometimes spotty in the woods, uh, Internet and the Go has been working great. So those are the, the, the two systems I've been looking at, and along with, as Jennifer says, Starlink. If you really need to be connect, connected all the time, you probably want to have a backup system. So many will use Starlink as a backup, and then uh, one of those other systems or similar ones like that. Uh, you, you'll do a lot of experimenting because that's a common need. We would love to get your comments or questions, and you can reach us at uh, Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. All right. Uh, about ready to leave the woods here at Tequamanon Falls. We got one more night. Then I hit the end button on our uh, our video here. We're going to go down to the campfire. Yeah, we got to get down and visit and join everybody. And then we're going to go have dinner and go look at the falls go one last falls time before we leave. And then on to Tampa. Send us your email. We'd love to see you. Take care, everybody. Happy trails. <laughs>